0: Today on the Zabecast, remember when Robin Lopez called dibs on the Grand Polynesian at Disney World? Well, it turns out he was a very smart man. Charge time today in the house. We'll talk about how to create the perfect cord-cutting bundle, if possible, plus the graveyard of bad tech ideas. All that plus overwhelming feedback from Wednesday's solo show and how I figured out why I'm a nose guy when it comes to women. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up! And let's go! Here we go! Thursday, May 28th, 2020. Thank you for downloading Day 78 of the Coronavirus Pandemic and the Self-Inflicted Simultaneous Economic Disaster of a Lifetime. A disaster engineered by federal health bureaucrats, tyrannical state governors... And a fear-mongering media. Oh, what fun it's been. NHL has a plan to resume in early July. Details still being hammered out. NBA has no plan as of yet. MLB has no plan as of yet. NASCAR is already racing. MMA is already fighting. The PGA Tour will soon be swinging, so at least we've got that. Otherwise, it's all pretty quiet on the sports front. All the scientific indicators are trending in a great direction. And other countries are opening up at an increasing pace. Hell, even places like Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles are moving to open up, however tentative as that may be. D.C. going into phase one, and L.A. is going to apparently let restaurants open by the end of the week. Remind me to go back and check on that brand new hospital they built just less than a month ago in D.C., anticipating what the mayor said the experts told her was going to be a June peak in deaths. In DC. Hint, they're going down right now. Speaking of other countries and other good directions, Switzerland is accelerating its reopening again. Expected changes end of the state emergency, expanded commercial capacity, face to face classes in schools across all age ranges. The health minister has proposed the changes this week. Norway has canceled its mass COVID testing program. That's right, canceled it. They said to test broadly for the coronavirus. After judging, the spread of infection in the country is so low that it would be pointless. They also worry about false positives. They join Sweden and Japan, Japan, which has not tested en masse, despite the fact that they have a very old population. Interesting. On to other topics, shall we? Joe Biden, in an interview, said the following sports phrase about Trump not wearing a mask. It was a baseball analogy that I've never heard. And before I jump on it as another Bidenism of sorts, I want to make sure that it's not something I just haven't heard. It may be a great expression. I don't know. It seemed to go over the head of the reporter who was interviewing him. Here's what old Joe had to say about the mask issue and making a baseball right. Do you
1: think wearing a mask projects strength or weakness?
0: Leadership. What it presents and projects is leadership. Presidents are
1: supposed to lead, not engage in folly, and be falsely masculine. It reminds me of the guys that I grew up with playing ball. They'd walk around with a ball in their hand,
0: but they didn't like to hit very much. Let's talk about... <laughs> the, the CNN reporter's like, okay. And Biden just delivered that like, yeah, walked around with a ball, but didn't like to hit.
1: What? What the hell did you just
0: say? Now, maybe that's an expression. Be falsely masculine. reminds me of the guys that I grew up with playing ball. They'd walk around with a ball in their hand, but they didn't like to hit very much. Let's talk about... (laughs) All righty then. So here's my question. Maybe that is an expression. Maybe I need to have it explained to me. What other sports expressions, colorful sports idioms, Do you like, have you heard ones that make sense, ones that don't make sense? Let's get these out of the woodwork. I tried Googling some of these sports expressions and they weren't very good. I got, you know, your typical sports quote motivation, uh, which is full of what looks like successories cards. Basically, uh, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. That's one of them. Uh, Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. One, if you quit once, it becomes a habit. Never quit, Michael Jordan. A lot of these uh, quotes are attributed to Michael Jordan. And I'm not even sure he ever said it, but hey, so be it. Uh, people, there's one. Practice like you've never won. Play like you've never lost. Again, attributed to Michael Jordan. You can't control the minutes you play, but you can control how you play the minutes you get. Okay, that's one right there. I never understood it's either time to fish or cut bait. I do like the ones like he's a rolling ball of butcher knives. That was what Chuck Pagano said of Trent Richardson when they acquired him from the Browns. It turned out he was not anything like that tougher than a $2 steak, I'd rather fight a baboon in a phone booth than go against that guy. Those kind of sports expressions are the ones that I want to uh figure out. Hey, I learned something about myself talking about famous women and, you know, pop culture celebrity women, you know, the ones you go, "Wow, she's really hot." Talking about it with the boys, Geter and Josh on Wednesday on where do you stand? Wednesday we included a Women category to our standard rack of questions, and the uh, name Jessica Chastain came up. Jessica Chastain is the uh, fire engine redhead who was in Zero Dark Thirty. She's played a bunch of other roles, and she's of course very volu- willowy but voluptuous, and I think fen- phenomenal. But I'm a, you know I got a thing for redheads. That's just what it is. As we were looking at her pictures, because the guys were like, "Yeah, she's all right." I go, what do you mean all right?" And I believe Josh said eh, her nose is kind of, I don't know, interesting. And that's when I go, "Aha. That's it. I am a nose guy. I do like a good-looking woman with a colorful, shall we say, nose. A unique nose. And it could be all different types. That's I think that's why I like Sarah Bareilles so much. Is that I mean, she's talented, she's got a dirty mouth when you listen to her talk about her music, you know, in these sort of, you know, candid situations. But she's got an interesting nose. Anna Kendrick, somebody asked as well. Why I got a thing for Anna Kendrick? I said, because she's just like America's girlfriend, you know. She's fun. She's vivacious. She's petite. She's spunky. She's vulnerable. And she's got an interesting nose. Now, I'm not saying I'm a fan of a big old honker, but. I don't like generic, standard, stock, perfect noses. And you know who just had their nose fixed? Or something was done to it? Khloe Kardashian. There are pictures of Khloe Kardashian now, because, you know, I keep up with the Kardashians, as any good American does. Khloe Kardashian is unrecognizable. She looks like Denise Richards in her prime. It's stunning. Now, again, a lot of it's photoshopping and, of course, tons and tons and tons, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars of the best Hollywood plastic surgery money could buy. But she changed what was a slightly imperfect nose, a little bit of a wide nose without, like, the character it normally had. Now she just got every generic Instagram girl's perfect nose. And I'm like, eh, boring. Not a fan. So you learn something about yourself. Over the years. Are you a nose person? Let me know. Headline, nude man allegedly spent entire day destroying Florida high school. (laughs) Headline, Florida man. A naked man broke into a locked Florida high school to trash the building, causing $100,000 worth of damage during a 22-hour vandalism spree. It began at 8 a.m. on Memorial Day. He broke in, spent the entire day wreaking havoc. Surveillance footage from inside the school, which of course is closed due to the pandemic, showed the man still in the building at 6 a.m. Tuesday. There's no alarms? They they didn't have a ring doorbell that sent a text like, hey, there's a naked dude with a sledgehammer. You might want to come to the school. Good work, school district. The suspect appears to be wearing headphones in a photo released by police. Yes, he looks up at the security camera like, ooh. (laughs) He's got these big-ass headphones on. Maybe maybe they were... Uh, they almost looked like industrial headphones. Like maybe he had a, a jackhammer or something he was going to town with. And he was butt-naked. Broke computers, put graffiti on walls, flooded sections of the building. It's unclear if the suspect had any connection with the school investigators are looking at, into whether he's a former student, but they've not been able to confirm it. Uh, there is a $3,000... Bounty, if you can identify this guy. How do they come up with bounties? How do they pick 3,000, not 10,000? How do they not just say, hey, you seen this asshole? He wrecked the school. Turn him in. In the day and age of social media, facial recognition, you get a good face shot, that ought to be able to pin somebody down, right? You'd think. Before we get to charge, I love this little bit of nugget tidbit from the NBA. Apparently one of the sticking points right now or not sticking points one of the 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 quibble points about getting all the teams convened in Orlando for camp playoff as i'm going to call it has been a potential disparity in the lodging arrangements in and around Disney World <laughs> and this reminds me of when i think it was Robin Lopez it might have been Brooke i have a hard time keeping the twins apart I believe Robin Lopez tweeted, as soon as it first was reported, hey, maybe teams will be able to camp out at Disney World and play there. He said, we called dibs on the Grand Polynesian. Considered to be the creme de la creme. The best of the best of accommodations at Disney World. Well, well, well. I think the NBA has to honor that. I'm sorry if some other teams, well, well, of course, they should give the best hotel choice to the top seeds. The best records get to pick the first hotels. And if you are clinging to the eighth seed in the East, like say, well, I'm not, boy, should I know who the eighth seed in the East is right now? You're sports guy. I thought you knew some of this stuff. NBA standings. Assuming they only bring 16, which may not be the case, actually. They may bring 20. Hell, they may just not even play. Uh, nothing would shock me. Orlando is the th- is the eighth seed. I knew that. So you let Orlando pick last in the East. They'll be picking the Hampton Inn with shuttle service off campus to Disney World. I'm like, it sucks. Over at the Grand Polynesian, they're just getting on the tram and they're going right to the wide world of sports complex. Boo! Good job, Robin Lopez, even if they don't go by standings. You call dibs. It's on Twitter. It's verified. There's nothing anyone the talks, can don't do. not say about. anything. Okay. All right, let's talk to Charge and see what he's up to tonight. Hello. Dude, I am so sorry. I was recording the shoulder segments of tonight's podcast and then lost track of time. I'm 12 minutes late. Have I messed up your evening schedule? Charge? I'm here. Hello. <laughs> can you hear me now?
1: I can. I, uh, I got okay. a. I got a headset that I normally wear with you. I. In the last two times, I think I've determined the headset's broken. But
0: okay. Well, there you go, then. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the great white north. Let's do it. All right. Minnesota's been in the news for all the wrong reasons. Oh,
1: God geez yes
0: as of late holy shit i uh i like any american black white green yellow blue am just disgusted by what i think is a flat-out murder in broad it's a murder.
1: yeah for sure it's um i don't know how it can't be ultimately deemed a murder i mean there have been there are times when um these things are, there's a lot of gray area. You know, what happened before this? You know, how much of a struggle was there? You know, could you have known, um, you know, all kinds of mitigating factors when there have been uh, police that when police have killed somebody there, I just don't know. I don't know any way to possibly justify this. We've seen enough of it that and there's just, there's no scenario. Did he resist arrest? Yes. Yes. You know what? That happens, and that's I, part of the job. And, and I, I but guess that's I, I had,
0: put- yeah, I had heard that there was some video showing that he was cooperative. Also, the fact that he was accused of forgery. He was accused of passing a ten dollar, right. uh, a, a fake ten dollar bill at a Chinese takeout place. Holy come on, shit. No. and yeah. so in, in broad daylight with people filming,
1: filming it, filming it.
0: He's it- just riding his neck. For no reason, for three minutes, as he's begging for him to get off, I I don't I don't understand how that happens in the police force. I know Jay and others going to say, "Oh, finally you're awake." You know, white America is awake. This is yeah. what happens. Yeah. Well, so you're telling me you're telling me the cop is like, "I want to kill a black guy today because I'm racist," and I don't care that it's. In broad daylight and being filmed, I don't, I don't know I, yeah. quite how that works. I do know that the argument is, well, you know, blacks are treated as a far lesser class and with total disregard. And here's an example. Here's an example. Here's an example. Yeah,
1: and I think Zabe, the, um, I think what Jay or somebody, you know, somebody else in the black community would say is, well, okay, before everybody had a camera in a in their it, and thank God they do. Right. I mean, cameras, you know, cameras in our pockets are advancing the understanding of this problem by you know, way by you know, more than anything they, else. Right? They, they so, are.
0: They are. But you do know there is a number of high profile or not high profile. There's a number of white people being shot unjustifiably by police that don't get the mainstream replay that it'll exist on social media, it'll exist on blogs, but it's not pulled out and elevated to the nightly news level because it's not fitting the narrative of police violence on minorities. You well, do know okay. that, right? Yeah,
1: that, I, you know what? That is absolutely true, and I'm not saying it's okay. I am saying, what I would say, and I think other people that are um, that would share probably, our both of our concern about what has probably gone on for a very long time is... There's so much pent up frustration and anger from the black community, especially. And I think there are probably other minorities as well, but mostly black community that would say, you know, this has been going on forever. We're finally getting our chance to really shine a light on it. And yeah, these other, you know, nobody approves of these other things as well. But, you know, we've been out here saying this for 50 right. years that right. we've had this issue. Right. And we're finally getting our chance to have this played out in front of everybody. And, you know, it's it remains an ongoing, obviously an ongoing problem. That you know, and the funny thing is that in most other regards, this is not Minnesota. That it really, that it that's really what I isn't. wanted to
0: ask you about. I bet this has wounded Minnesotan pride greatly. Very much so. That is Very not how so. you guys roll up there.
1: No, it really, it really isn't. We do not have. You know, like closeted Klansmen in Minnesota. I mean, there just aren't any here. I mean, there's racism everywhere, but we don't we don't have you know people you know flying Confederate flags and you know we just don't you know we just don't have that sort of. I don't know. I don't want to just pin it on the South, but you know what you what you assume is more in the South with the obvious obvious racial divide and the uh, the uh, the obvious enmity for minorities we just don't you just if it's here it's just so closeted we
0: just don't yeah. see
1: it very often and to have it come out this way here is it's oh it's, it's bad.
0: such a it's bad it's, it's very bad
1: it's so bad and, and it and, just it and just, i don't know what it doesn't reflect day to day minnesota
0: and i don't know what the answers are because I, i'll get behind reforms that help close this gap and help you know rectify this societal wrong but I have not heard what the specific recommendation is. You know, Kaepernick took a knee supposedly to protest and to bring awareness to it. Okay, what are we proposing? If you're proposing nationalizing the police force, that's going to be difficult to do. Our country has decided that every state and every city and every town should be nimble enough to craft their police force to fit Mm -hmm. their region. Yeah. And you're still going to get assholes who are under the national command of a national police force.
1: Oh, absolutely. Of course. We're not going to have, you know, throwing a bureaucracy at any problem almost never helps. And I would say there would be, there's, you know, if we just look in our everyday lives of every experience we have, we get more accountability. From private practice than we do government practice on almost every regard, well, and, yeah, and you can make a better case that says we should be privatizing our police, and then we have a kind of level of accountability we don't that we don't have Interesting. now. Interesting
0: private police. So it feels like Robocop to me.
1: It does a little, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> it does. By the but... way, do you do you know uh, do you know the name Justine Demond? No. Justine Demond was a 40 year old Australian. American woman oh. who was shot dead by yeah, Mohammed Nawar, a Somali-American Minneapolis Police Department officer after she called 911 to report the possible assault of a woman in an alley behind her house.
1: Now, get this. So, I mean, this is the exact situation you're talking about with the re- when the reverse happened. Minnesota has an enormous, in fact, I think Somali the biggest Somali population. Right. We have a whole, Which a whole is,
0: area. Let's stop for a second and go, these poor Somalis haven't suffered enough. They finally come to America (laughs) and they land in Minnesota. (laughs) They must must live here going, fuck, it's it's cold as shit up here.
1: (laughs) I want to go back to my life of being a pirate in the open sea. I'm the captain Uh, now.
0: I'm freezing now. I'm in Minnesota now. Hey, (laughs) Freezing in Minnesota is still better than the best day in Somalia. We know that for a fact. Okay, so go ahead.
1: So so there's There's a concern that there isn't enough Somali representation on the police force and that also the the predominantly white Minneapolis police force is not treating the the Somalis uh, appropriately. So they fast track up a number of Somalis that may or may not be fully prepared and qualified to be police policemen and. In one of the early, I think the guy's like less than a year on the job. This this woman uh, calls nine one one in the middle of the night because she's heard something in her backyard. She shows up. Um, she the she meets the police car in her backyard in her robe. She is not armed. She's not in any danger. She's not suggesting there's any danger. And he in the passenger seat shoots her through the window. Armed. Through the wind, the driver's yeah. side window yeah. for no reason. And the resulting verdict was considered egregious, an egregious lack of justice Did, that, what, that what what happened around here we heard about. But I don't think I don't think that that ended up being uh, being a national story
0: and nothing like this is what, what happened to the police officer. Um, I don't remember. I, I should, you know, I don't want to speak on turn on exactly did he, what happened did he to just, him, but did, do you think he just panicked?
1: Oh, of course. Absolutely. Okay. I think he absolutely panicked. I don't think he was trying to shoot a white woman. Um, he was not qualified to be a police officer, but got fast tracked because they didn't, they wanted Somali representation. That doesn't make it okay.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, it says here, uh, trial and conviction, he was uh arrested for third degree murder and second degree manslaughter charges and uh let's see you don't think
1: he I think he beat the rap on at least one no, of
0: no he was convicted of third degree murder and second degree manslaughter
1: okay all right um I don't remember uh, sentence got 12 combined.
0: and a half years in prison but look 12 and a half. It, here's the thing um I mean it's egregious it's outrageous I've spoken about it and you're speaking about it frankly and same thing with the two redneck assholes in Georgia that decided to go vigilante and go shoot you know this um, Ahmad Arbery even yeah. though, yeah, he was in a house looking around. Fuck, I've done that before. You know, oh, there's new construction. don't well, see how they're doing oh, the studs here. Yeah,
1: I used to ma- I used to make out with girls there because, again, <laughs> as we alluded to last last time we talked, where do you go when you're in high school to get exactly. some privacy? Exactly. You, you, you're finding any place you can with a semblance of four walls, and in some cases, you got the four walls. Maybe you don't even have the roof yet. So right. You go into the you go into the new construction.
0: Yeah. All right. One more thing of perhaps unpleasant business, then we'll get to some fun today, and that is. Uh, has the iron grip of Governor Waltz begun to slip at all in Minnesota? because you said the dining restrictions are such that you have to eat outside no more than four people and you have to wear a mask
1: and you have to uh, make reservations in advance the uh so really, it really gets down to and and here it's Minnesota, right? Ten percent of the of the restaurants have outdoor seating in Minnesota. ten yeah. percent. yeah, it's in Minnesota. I mean, we don't yes. why would you? Why would you pay rent on that? Right? right. So it's Minnesota. You don't have it to begin with. It can't be raining. It can't be windy. It. You have to make reservations ahead of time. You have to have these proper social distancing and you have to wear a mask. Your server has to wear a mask and it's uh, and you can't be there with more than three friends. So, so you want to take the
0: mask nothing. down when you bite and then put it back up back or? on. Well,
1: they didn't clarify
0: that. We're assuming yeah, because they said diners must wear masks. Do you so know? Do you know anyone who shows up? You can right. keep it off. Do you know anyone who's gone out to eat under these insane rules? Well, he won't even start it yet. It's June first. Oh, so God! I yep. know. I know. <laughs> <It's>, and and <laughs> on the and on the church thing, I saw where he said, "Well, we'll have to see if churches are essential." That rubbed a lot of people the wrong oh, way.
1: Now he he had to backtrack on that, uh, and he did a couple of days after the restaurant thing. Now churches can, now churches can have, I believe the rule is you still can't have more than 10 people. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of church has only 10 people, so you can have 10 people gathered and it can't be more than 25% capacity. And so it's, you know, he's throwing, he's trying to throw a bone <sighs> because church goers are livid here in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. And, and your it, numbers in the state are minuscule, minuscule. I've looked at the, it. They're not high. And they're not but growing either. T- I don't have, these understand. people get drunk
1: with power. They just, they're absolutely it, it, drunk with power. I know and they are, bits, but. They know, they know what's best.
0: Why is Minnesota so compliant? Oh, that's who we are. We are, we are just, we're just so built to
1: accept and tolerate whatever happens to us. The state. And not only that, but his, his, his approval
0: rating, 67%. Of course. People love, people, they, they love, they love our governor who's just yeah. trying to keep us safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're just right. And, uh. Uh, you know, you, you're known as the state that voted for Mondale. <laughs> you are you the garbage bucket for Mondale after Reagan wiped, wiped the floor with him. That's Minnesota. Yeah. But anyway, you love it. Let's move on to funner things, shall yes. we? Please. Question. What do you know about HBO Max and how would you construct the perfect cord cutting bundle? if you were to do a cord-cutting bundle. HBO Max is a hell of a deal. It's all of HBO. It includes all their TV shows, and it includes a bunch of Warner stuff that mm-hmm. they've bundled in with it, and it's only 15 bucks a month. I was thinking, not that I can cut the cord, my internet sucks, I would go, if I had to, HBO Max, 15 yes. bucks a month. I would go Netflix at 10 or 11 whatever it is. I would throw in Hulu just for added coverage for about ten or so. I got to get my sports fix in, so I'm thinking whatever has ESPN and their suite of stuff, plus the golf channel, that might be fifteen bucks or something like that. I'm still under eighty bucks a month, and I could add one more thing, and I got everything I need. Is uh, I don't think you've really you've, you've hit on pretty much everything.
1: Hulu does fill in a lot of blanks. They've got a ton. Of television that people want to see, it's in and recent stuff too, right? And even current stuff. It's all it all goes from, you know, if you like the FX shows, which by the way, yeah, there's so many good shows on mm-hmm. FX. Great, it's a great channel. You like the FX shows, and you want to go see, you want to go watch the league, right? You know, the fantasy football show. It was very popular. It was funny. You want to go see those episodes? You got to go to Hulu. There, Hulu's got so many good things and some pretty good originals as well that. I think Hulu's in that mix. Now, what I am, what and, and I'm not alone in this. We don't understand, what is what is HBO Max compared to
0: HBO, HBO Go. Go, and or then HBO there's also... HBO Now.
1: HBO Now. How much... What What the hell's the difference?
0: You're, <laughs> exactly. If
1: it's Max, is Max not have all of that stuff because it's called Max? So H, it's, here, it,
0: Here's how it works. That's why I was told this today. HBO is HBO. You pay for it through your cable or satellite. I do, Dave. Okay. HBO Go lets you sign in and stream your existing HBO on a tablet or a a phone. Okay, so if
1: I've I've already got HBO some other way, HBO Go lets me stream it. HBO
0: Now is for people that don't have HBO on their satellite or cable and they want to buy HBO separate. HBO Max is HBO Now with added Warner Brothers assets, movies, and TV shows on top of it. Including, I think, Friends, which is a Warner Brothers asset.
1: Correct. And by the way, it's so bad. Friends, I know there's so many people listening that love Friends. I understand it's an absolutely iconic 90s show, second only to Seinfeld, among iconic 90s comedies all time. I totally get that. Yeah. I'm saying if you go back now and watch Friends, and millions of people do, and I know I'm alone on this, man, it's not funny and the laugh track doesn't help any and it's it to me was it was always just it, especially compared to something that was as groundbreaking as Seinfeld was man it's the lowest common denominator humor that to me has right very little very little uh life shelf life at this point it was
0: comfort food for the age yeah
1: great way to put it and great and, way to put and
0: it. it was great eye candy cuz look a double double shot every night or every week of Jennifer Aniston in her young prime and Courtney Cox Mm -hmm. Cox before she became a plastic surgery addicted wine boozer. I mean, she's (laughs) Did you see the show she did uh, after, I forget what it was. I'll look up what it is right now, but basically it played up the whole whiny housewife kind of thing. And to see her plastic surgery, I'm like Oh I know know you're trying to hold it together, but my God, stop. It's
1: okay. It's okay to age. I mean, at some point, you're 50. She's got to be 55. It's okay to look 45. You know, you don't have to look 25. Right. It's okay to have some kind of aging through the process. That's called normal. She's whatever she is now. But how do the freaks,
0: how do the freaks of aging, resist looking like Botoxed or, oh, I know. or plastic surgery-addicted middle-aged women. I'm talking like Halle Berry or Jennifer Aniston or yeah, Cindy Kidman. Crawford or Nicole Kidman. How do they do it? I have no idea.
1: Don't you think Tom Cruise has had work? We never talk about men having work. Tom Cruise has had work. Yeah. He has to have.
0: Uh, yeah. Another guy. Cougar, he looks like he's 30. Cougar Town. was the show oh, that she God. did. 2009 so to bad. 2015. Yeah, did not look good. So yeah, wow, so, that was on for six
1: years, Yeah,
0: six years that was on, by the way, the best thing on
1: HBO max that you couldn't otherwise get Rick and Morty is just, I think it's delightful.
0: Keep selling me Rick and Morty. I'm going to have to try it again. I'm not sure I can get over the crude animation. It's,
1: um, it's highbrow nerdy humor and, and also simultaneously totally lowbrow nerdy humor and it's it somehow runs both of those together. And it is, it's belly laugh, funny, disgusting, In f- 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 just, I don't know. Okay, it's just so weird and wonderful and oh. nothing like it has ever been done. And Rick and Morty is on HBO Max, and that's probably reason enough to go get it.
0: All right, I will check that out. Meanwhile, uh, in terms of trying to put together a bundle, the key yeah. is always, I feel like, the scene from The Jerk, where Navin Johnson is fleeing his house, and he's like, All I need is my paddle ball, my remote control. (laughs) And then he sees something else. He says, and I need this, and I need this. And pretty soon, you're right, you know, he's got all these things. I look at it like all I need is, you know, ESPN, one of the other ESPNs, golf channel, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, I'm good. And then I'm like, oh shit, what about the NHL playoffs? I'm gonna need all those suites of channels. Then I'm gonna need for the ncaa tournament all of the turner ones yes then, and then i'm gonna need the golf channel which is like a standalone then i'm gonna, pretty soon you're like shit i i don't know if i'm gonna be saving any money you might not um you know the one that you didn't mention
1: that many listeners right now are wondering if we're going to touch on
0: disney plus i have disney plus but only because it was free when it came out about a year ago i'm probably getting charged for it now because uh, I've, I've got a Verizon phone, and I think they said you get it for free, but I had to jump through some hoops.
1: Um, which doesn't surprise me. The you know Disney Plus. Are you into is this? A star, I have no reason to think the Star Wars universe Mandalorian has holds holds any interest to you. I've no, never heard you mention it or reference it. No,
0: I'm I'm Star Wars positive, but I'm not a a super nerd about it. Um, okay. My my colleague Josh, and to a lesser extent, Gitter, are – Josh mm-hmm. is a super Star Wars nerd and he was badgering me, "You got to watch Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Mandalorian," and I watched it and I yeah. quickly and I quickly said, "It's still a kid show." Yeah. It's just very simple. The dialogue is not very detailed. I become more of a dialogue addict for the shows that have great dialogue like Breaking Bad mm-hmm. or Sopranos and that kind of stuff. So yeah. the Mandalorian was just cool in terms of, "Yeah, look at this cool Star Wars shit." but it just seemed very cartoon book to me, very simple. And that's because it was made for a broad audience. It's speaking, it's speaking of which
1: star Wars. Disney also owns the Marvel universe. Same thing, right? The Marvel universe isn't designed to challenge any, any viewers. It's designed to blow stuff up and, you know, just make it easy to consume for as many people as possible. And that doesn't mean they're bad. It's just, that's what they are. There's a certain limitation to that. And that's, that's what people want from the Marvel Universe and it's been incredibly successful that's and, and that's, that's and, these are the people that love Disney plus and I right. would be on some of their lists
0: and I can't get into any of those Marvel movies or superhero movies or comic book movies Avengers all that and I say that without any grain of malice I know people that love them and again my buddy yeah. jo- my partner Josh there he he's totally into it I actually watched Wonder Woman. Because I okay. love Gal Gadot. Well,
1: well, yeah, what's not to like?
0: Right. And uh, and I just kept saying to myself, this doesn't resonate with me. I said, because it's like, okay, it looks like they're finished. Nope, they've got more power. The good person has more power, more lightning, more this, more that. Mm-hmm. And they just they just keep ratcheting up the CGI battle scenes to an absurd level. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's just not yeah. my thing. I don't know what it is. Speaking of blowing stuff up, did you hear about how Christopher Nolan, who's got this new movie Tenet coming out? Yeah. Wanted to wanted to blow up a 747. And the actuaries ran the numbers, and they said, "You know what? We should probably just buy one that's defunct and blow it up for real." <laughs> yeah, because it was cheaper. Cheaper <laughs> than getting the nerds to CGI it. That's yeah. the story. <laughs> I it love may it. be not quite true, but I like the story. I'm going to hang on to it.
1: How great is um, that? I think it's fantastic, and I think Christopher Nolan is the single best director working today. Um, I've started my 14 year old daughter down down the path of his movies because. That I feel like that's is a rite of passage. I mean, to me, you know, watching and taking in the Christopher Nolan discography is as absolutely essential to any formative movie experience you're going to have. And I'm trying to set the bar high in my 14 year old, Zabe. So I want her to watch The Prestige. And I want her to watch. We watched Inception a couple of weeks ago and Memento. And most of his stuff is not overly graphic. Right. Not a lot of nudity and right. violence is modest. Right. Um, the prestige is insanely good and layered and just brilliantly done shot by shot. And so many of his films are so good. He's the best thing going. Tenet looks fascinating, by the way. And and some people, by the way, are saying I keep saying, by the way, they they're as I just that's my filler so I phrase for when I'm when I'm, you know, just transitioning mindlessly from <laughs> topic to topic. Right. That 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 Christopher Nolan should do the next Bond movie, and that would be awesome. Really? Yeah. Interesting. This tenant tenant is, they're saying Tenet is it's it, Bond-ish. They say it's, it's got like 9-11 overtones. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they say
0: it's got rewindability. I never saw Inception, which had dream sequences kind of thing. Involved. Yeah, the
1: premise of Inception was, Zabe, you're asleep. I hijack your dreams in and I go into your dreams ah, yeah. and I can plant I can plant seeds in your mind nice. that you'll wake up and not realize have been planted there and then you'll go execute them because <laughs> you think they're your idea I mean you know so yeah and then it turns into dreams within dreams mm. so I mean, it, it just layers and yeah it's 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 a beautiful thinker
0: I just know if I was a movie tech and I got the word that Yeah, the studio said, we're going to go buy an old 747 and blow it up. I'd be so happy. I would be dancing the Snoopy dance. I'm like, oh, this is so fucking great. Call the Dynamite Company. I know just where to put it. This is going to be great, 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 great. But what happens if you screw... what happens if you screw up the shot? What if you know you've you, you ah, know you've got you've the got thing. one shot at
1: it, right? How many how many seven forty sevens are you gonna buy?
0: That's where you, they that's where they rent right. twenty extra cameras. They have a million safety shots. <laughs> they, they're not gonna do <laughs> Hey, were you recording? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you didn't say action. I thought <laughs> everyone's uh, shoulders slumped down. they are like, fuck. <laughs> Who's gonna tell the studio? <laughs> we blew it up and we didn't record it. All right, uh, let me pivot to this before we're done tonight. I saw Andrew Siciliano, Red Zone channel on the NFL network, has been posting on his Twitter feed old electronics he's trying to boot up just out of pure boredom while waiting for this thing to be over. And that included a Nintendo uh, video game system. He said he couldn't get it to work. People were t- email, are tweeting him saying, blow on the cartridges. Blow on the cartridge, that's yeah. right. Yeah. He course. said, I've been blowing and blowing. It ain't doing nothing. <laughs> he also just pulled out a Palm Trio. You ever have one of those devices? No. I once had the Palm Pilot. Yes. Which was the second generation and I laughed because talking about it I said this thing sucked the biggest balls ever. <laughs> it did nothing. It was it was a digital clunky address book. That's it. It didn't connect to the internet. You couldn't email people you couldn't text, you couldn't call, there was no camera, it had a monochrome screen. Mm. But it had a calculator. So there was that. It cost 3.99. Dang. And I bought one. And I'm like, "What was I doing with that thing?" This was around 2000. <laughs> I looked up the specs on this thing and the screen resolution was ready 160 pixels by 160 oh. That's fucking brutal! Pixels. Wow, <laughs> jeez, it's terrible. The worst. So, what wow. old tech do you have in your tech graveyard? Devices, oh. things. I have video Atari. games, cameras,
1: Atari Lynx. The Atari Lynx Whoa. was a handheld. Made by Atari in their in, near their last gasps of um, uh, of, of
0: of I guess forty two. Oh, I'm right? looking at it right and now. The yeah. Lynx, the Lynx
1: was so far ahead of its time. So it was a handheld when most of the rest of the world was playing the gray green Game Boy for Nintendo. The Atari Lynx was a full color handheld that had infinitely better graphics and better games. And nobody bought it because uh, it was Atari.
0: Yeah, September of nineteen eighty nine. It came 89. out eighty nine. Sold about and three million units. Introductory price one seventy nine ninety nine. That's a good deal. Okay, the screen looks to be one inch big. Yeah, it, it was small. Was it tiny. was small,
1: but so was the Game Boy at the time. It was it was tiny. Now get this. The, again, this is nineteen eighty nine. It. It came with, or you could buy, a eight-person wire that you could connect up to eight other Linkses together for a networked play in 1989. But same, wired. You could have them So eight, yeah, seven wired.
0: other dummies with a lynx had to be That's in right. the room. <laughs> That's right. Ten feet away. Well, how long were the cables? Probably three feet. You're well, like real close to yeah. each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, Elbowing each other as you're playing. It wasn't that bad. But I can't tell you how far advanced it was from multiplayer. There wasn't multiplayer anything then. Nothing. I mean, there was – I don't even know if we had multiplayer on PC in any meaningful way at that time. So it was – the Lynx was way, way ahead of its time. I still have one in a box somewhere. I haven't played it in years. But that was – that that guy was a beast. It was a great, great little console.
0: They came out with the Atari Lynx 2, smaller and lighter than the original. But uh, demand was fading. They said they shifted their focus away in 93 to prepare for the launch of the Jaguar.
1: That's right. Do Which you remember was that? Deal, uh, oh, I had one. I had, <laughs> I had one the first day it was available. The Jaguar. Yes, absolutely. The uh, by the by One last thing on the links. I remember reading part of its failure. It was too big, and they had run focus groups that said they wanted their handheld to be as big as possible because they felt like they were getting more. So they made it artificially big, filled with air. First version of the links, and then nobody liked it because it was too big.
0: Yeah, way (laughs) to go, way to listen to focus groups. You're getting more plastic, same shitty one inch screen. But enjoy, you nerds, enjoy that's
1: right. And now you can't put it in your pocket.
0: All right, very good. Charge, always good to talk to you. Thank you, buddy. Hang in there, we'll talk next week. See you in
1: the field. Okie doke, let's end on a little bit of Rona talk
0: here. I got this email from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, which I subscribe to. Coronavirus watch. Wisconsin set three records on Wednesday. Oh, no. The state reported its largest single-day increases in coronavirus deaths, cases, and tests. What's that? Yeah, tests, too. Another 22 deaths were added to the state count, bringing it to 539. The previous single-day high was 19. Wow. Wow. The state confirmed 599 cases. It topped the old record of 528 new cases from a week ago. But a new testing record was set at 10,330 results on Wednesday. And with the increase in testing, the percentage of tests positive statewide was 5.8%. That's lower than last week when it was 8% positive. 539 people in a state of, what, 1.5 million or something like that? That does not make a pandemic. All those numbers don't mean shit. And look at the way that they're presented. A new record. Three new records. They beat the old record of 19 deaths to 22. But that's how the media frames things. Some email here. Uh, Let's run through it real quick. Rick S. says... It's funny, Zave, the mainstream media plastered all those bar graphs showing this massive curve all over the news on the upside in March and April. When was the last time you saw one of those? Because you can't find them now. They don't fit the narrative. Agreed. I have not seen on TV or in the mainstream papers like, yeah, here's the curve. Look, we're way down here now. We're back at the bottom of the hill. Bradley Pollard. Today's show is awesome. It was refreshing to hear you rail on all the nonsense going on. Have you ever considered making Solly your Friday guest? I'd be willing to pay double to listen to you and Solly go back and forth uncensored. Feel free to rail on me tomorrow for even mentioning him. No, I've thought about that. I don't know how he would feel about it. I don't know if he would want money from me. I don't really have budget to add people, you know, the people that are on with me. I mean, I would I would let him promote his podcast. He might be down for that. So well, let me ask him. We'll see. Uh, Sandra says, Steve, love the podcast today. A solo show once a week should be worked into the rotation. My husband and I both listen and enjoy discussing what you talked about when we get home from work. Oh, nice. Lately, my son has even started asking in the morning, did Zabe have anything interesting to say? Keep up the good work. P.S. I agree with everything you say about the stupid pandemic, and I am in the healthcare profession. Thank you for that. It's scary to think kids are listening to me or kids are going, what did did Zabe say to say?'" He likes chicks with weird noses. Go figure. Corey COVID gets another one. 102 years old, Zabe. Check out the story. But Corey, he got her. I like the line in there that she had smoked for 70 years. Yeah, see, like in my world, we wouldn't count that as a coronavirus death. Like anything over 100, you're like, no, you're over 100. I don't care if coronavirus got you. Something was going to get you. Mark Rayside, love, love, love the Rona non-guest rant today on the pod. Couldn't agree more. Because our politicians are still cashing their checks, well, direct depositing, I assume they wouldn't want to touch those virus-infected pieces of paper. Imagine if all government salaries were redirected to COVID-19 relief instead of going to the politicians. How long do you think they would stay skipping down this same insane road? Great point. I'd love to see it. Can we pass a law? Good luck on that. I don't think they would. This one from Dave. Just wanted to give you some positive feedback because you sounded like you needed a hug today. Take a deep breath and relax with one or three bourbons. Your choice. Okay, enough whole ass-kissing. Hold fast. P.S. If you want to talk sports, talk hunting. That bitch Evers couldn't stop hunting in the state. And I got my turkey this spring. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Well said. This one. Uh, from Kevin in Missouri, bravo with your commentary today on the flip the cards moments in terms of this pandemic, love the direction of the show and finally subscribed to red circle as I needed to change over before you announced the change, love you and invite you out to Kirksville, Missouri for a round at my club. You would have a blast playing with my group. Oh, trust me. I want to get to the point where all I do is go play golf at other people's clubs and meet other dudes and maybe blog about it. Maybe I'll podcast with golf dudes from around the country, listen to their stories, listen to their tales, that sort of thing. That'd be great. I got the van for it. Just need to quit one of these jobs, get permission from the wife, pack a lunch, get some underwear. Otherwise, though, it's totally doable. This one from Dave, he says, To me what's sad is how further the divide in America has grown and how many people cannot and do not think for themselves. They do not think of others. They do not question anything, especially question those telling them what to do. Great point. Never, never be afraid to question people. Experts, question them. Question your political leaders. Demand answers. Keep asking questions. P.S. social media and the media in general have given folks who had no voice Way too much voice now. We didn't used to have to hear from those people. Yeah, because they're idiots. Saul says, Steve, loved your rant at the end of today's podcast. Don't let the fear mongers deter you. Many appreciate this voice of reason. Like Uncle Junior would say in The Sopranos, they can go shit in their hat. (laughs) That's a great expression and disgusting when you think about it. My man Andrew in Tulsa, part of the Tulsa Mafia, went on the Africa trip with us. He said, this is probably TLDR, too long, don't read. But a very interesting article on how social distancing and shutting down the economy came from a high school research project, not a team of epidemiologists and data scientists. But hey, wear a mask or we're all going to die. Yeah, that, that I've heard that story. And of course, there's going to be people going, oh, that's out of context. That's an old story. That's not true. There's other things. This, da, da, da. Link, 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 link. This one from uh, Dano in Richmond. Listen to the Zabecast today. Epic. What's probably the most distressing is the reaction of so many people, the way they've been panicked by the media and social media that shouldn't be. I know people that lean libertarian and lean conservative as I do, and they will not go back to the gym until a vaccine is available. Not just a perfect treatment, but a vaccine. Jesus. And that add those guys to all the young and old Karens out there, it's truly depressing. P.S. I'm glad you started the podcast. You can create your own sports content on the platform and turn it loose. Love Monday's pod with one accountant, Kyle. The match was perfect fodder for that group. Plus, J. Co., Charge, Mr. X., Ronnie, Andy. Still love Roy Wood Jr. Capital Golf Game. It's all great stuff. But I enjoy the undistilled solos, Abe, as well. That's why I subscribe. Today was gold. Jerry, gold. Keep it going. Thank you very much. Andrew in Rochester, Minnesota. Last fall, I canceled my premium. And complain that you don't do recaps about the NFL. Well, I resubscribed last week and wanted you to know that I support you and appreciate you giving a voice to critical thinking during this pandemic. You are one of the hardest working SOBs I've ever seen, and I apologize for ever complaining in the past. You know what, Andrew? I'll include NFL recaps this fall. I promise. I will not cancel again or threaten to cancel unless my wife finds out about the charge. But thanks to Red Circle, it's only one charge per year. She'll probably miss it. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that. Joe Schrantz, save I'm a long-time listener from Northern Virginia. I decided to email you after I read the email from the Air Force Lieutenant Colonel. Glad he's no longer listening. I'm an active-duty Marine Lieutenant Colonel, and I will be listening. Your work and show has really been something I've enjoyed tremendously over the last few years. Thank you, Joe. Well, good. We lose one Lieutenant Colonel, we gain another Lieutenant Colonel. We're back to even. Steed, sweet Lord, keep up the great work on the Zabecast. I laughed out loud in the car today at your remarks about how much of a pussy everyone has turned into. The whole Karen showdown in the park, oh, please don't come close to me, please don't come close to me, was amazing. So true. That from Ben in Richmond. Thank you. Uh, this one from Maddie T in Indianapolis. Great to have you back. Incredible rants today. Spot on. Our nation is beyond soft. Sadly, it will only get softer. going to take the Great Depression II or World War III to break the trend. Hopefully, I'm wrong about that, but I don't think I am. No, Great Depression II won't unify us. And World War III, I don't even think that will politicize World War III. When China starts rolling their tanks off their amphibious boats in California, we'll have no chance. Or they'll just take us over without a shot. I mean, they're playing the long game. I hope I'm dead by then, but we'll see. Side note, can we somehow tie in lower sports budgets to the elimination of replay? Perfect excuse for the league. Up, we'd love to keep replay, just no money. That would be a dream bonus, unintended consequence of the pandemic. This one from Derek T. Here's an actual government-funded study on cloth face masks. And he sends the link. Conclusion. The results caution against the use of cloth masks. This is an important finding to inform occupational health and safety, moisture retention, reuse of cloth masks, and poor filtration may result in increased risk of infection. Further research is needed to inform the widespread use of cloth masks globally. However, as a precautionary measure, cloth masks should not be recommended for healthcare workers, particularly in high risk situations, and guidelines need to be updated. I will note, full caveat, that's for healthcare workers in high risk situations. Is a cloth mask better than nothing in the public? Again, I think personally, only if you're hacking up a lung. And you're really throwing wet droplets into the air. Is it any difference maker? Otherwise, no. It's a, it's a net zero. It might even be a negative. Who knows? Then there's this, Jason J. Christ Almighty, thank you. Love today's show. I'm a Virginian stuck with Doctor Blackface's arbitrary nonsense as well. After yesterday's announcement, I was counting the seconds until you came into my ears in the morning. Dear Steed says says Mick Tokos, bra fucking vo. Probably my favorite Zabecast since you started doing this. Loyal one Thank you, Mick. This one from Nathan. He says, in my opinion, what you are doing and saying regarding COVID-19 is what makes you so damn good at what you do. You've got a great way of making analogies and bringing great stories, articles, and tidbits I do not hear from anyone else. Well, that is the one great thing about Twitter. It does get a bit of a bad rap for me. I complain about it. It's the sandbox for the stupid, and it's a perpetual food fight, but damn it. There's a lot of smart people on Twitter. It's their way to communicate and get their ideas out. And other people to go, hey, listen to this guy. Read this guy. This guy's got an interesting take. Here's an article. Look at this. It has been invaluable during this time. I can't think of what it would be like without it. This one from Rob Ring. I believe that you, Zabe, are not just good people. You're among the best of people. Your authenticity in your podcasts and radio shows is unmistakable and refreshing. You stand behind your beliefs insofar as no one has yet convinced you to believe otherwise. But you're always open-minded to see the other side, always with a desire to seek the truth without bias from a personal slant. I, try, I, I always try to be able to articulate the counter-argument before I say, that's their argument, but I don't buy it, and here's why. I think I learned that, or that was instilled in me from when I did debating in high school once. It was like an assignment, and I remember they said, here, here's your debate topic. You got to prepare both sides because you won't know which side you're going to argue until the day of the debate. And that's also important. This one as well, uh, named Eric in Wisconsin, he says, I've been listening to you for the past 20 years, and if there's one thing I know, it's you present facts. Yes, you have your personal feelings on things like we all do, like replay. That's a personal bugaboo. but But you present every argument or debate either for or against with facts. You always support your stance, and for that I applaud you. In fact, the other day you were debating Dak Prescott's salary negotiations with Dallas, and you provided a very compelling argument for him, for him to continue holding out. I personally think the most, that most professional athletes are overpaid, and I can't imagine turning down a $170 million deal, but you presented a logical response of cost beyond salary for Dallas if they let him go that doesn't apply to Arizona, for example, if they were to buy him. I may not like that he'll sign for $190 million in the end, but your stance made a lot of sense. This is what's missing in today's society. Debate, facts, and counterintuitive arguments. I try not to make just contrarian arguments. That's easy to do. Some people do that. They're like, huh, which way is everyone going? Let me go the other way. I always look for the counterintuitive results that make you go, wow, I didn't think that interesting. And then there's this, Chris Lom, L-O-M. Hey, Steve, when did you get your epidemiology degree? Oh, boy. Ooh, here we go. Here we go with this. The way you've been talking like a giant, know-it-all recently about COVID, you must have gotten it from a prestigious university. It wasn't that long ago I remember you mocking people who had no training for making a statement that was out of their lane. See Costas, comma, Bob. Well, Costas with the... uh, with the whole concussion thing, he was presenting an emotional narrative that ignored other facts of the concussion debate. I'm presenting you other opinions from other epidemiologists who disagree with the government's response to the virus. I don't know shit about epidemiology in terms of the biology of it, the spread of stuff. I just know that what we've done is a reaction now that we've got two plus months of data, now that we've seen the politicians move the goalposts, lie brazenly, talk out of all sides of their mouth, Fauci, and generally act like selfish, tyrannical asshats. All I can do is comment on the political side of it, which I have, and it's been a shit show. I am a political science major from the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara, with a, uh, a double, mi- minor, double minor minor major double major in political science and communications. So suck on that, Chris Lom. No, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm presenting, though, counter-arguments from other epidemiologists, not that fucking fraud Fauci. And just like with Costas and the concussions, there is very little known about COVID when it comes to the science. Very little? I don't know. I think there's a lot known. Is there more known about COVID than there is known about CTE? that you'd have to ask a scientist that knows both. I know you and others are ready to go on with everything from haircuts to horse racing, but calm the F down. Calm the F down. Hey, uh, I don't know what you do for a living, Chris, but 40 million people out of work. 40 million. I guess you're not one of them. I guess you're all comfy. You're like, mmm. bad for them. Calm down, relax, just go with it. And the argument once you make the argument about haircuts and horse racing, <laughs> how about fucking hospitals? If you want an H to concern yourself with, how about the hospitals laying people off, delaying elective surgery, missing cancer screenings? Do you, do you care about that, Chris Lom? Those of us working frontline jobs are having our workplace safety threatened daily by people who, like you, believe this is over. This isn't over. I still love your show, Chris. He's probably not going to love me anymore. I don't know what he does. Paramedic, doctor, nurse, Fokker, you a nurse? I don't know. Anyway, there you go on that. A pile of crumpled up papers in more than five minutes. All right, good news is if you didn't want to hear it, you probably turned off the podcast already. If you did want to hear it, well, there you go. There's your 10 minutes. Thank you very much for the support. I appreciate it. I was not trying to solicit a lot of people going, I love you, you're great. But that kind of response does encourage me and makes me feel better. All right, that'll do it for today. Thanks to Charge for picking up the phone tonight. Great conversation as always. Tomorrow, Notorious J-A-Y. And we do have my brother from another mother. We're going to try to bridge the racial gap here and talk about two unfortunate incidents, one of them a horror show in Minneapolis uh, with a straight-up murder by a cop in broad daylight that was filmed on camera. We'll talk about that with Jay tomorrow on the Subscriber Edition. Don't forget, I need you to move, move, move on over, you Friday subscribers, to Red Circle. We are going to close down our affiliation with It's been a good run, but we're done with them, and we're moving on, as they say. So get on over to Red Circle. It's a great deal. You can get the podcast delivered to whatever podcast app you like via their RSS feed, and you get charged one time per year if you want. Or you can still do monthly if you want, but if you want that one time a year, you get 12 months for the price of 11, and just let that charge wash on down the credit card river, and nobody is none the wiser. And I thank you for subscribing. And I hope to bring you quality content for as long as I possibly can, deep into the future. Fun, interesting stuff where we go wherever the fuck we want to go and answer to nobody. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday. And we will see you tomorrow. Whoa. <laughs>